0: is a Bulldog radio podcast.
1: The Fair State Bulldogs have upset the nation's number two ranked team. Wide
2: open, Taylor is going to take this one to the house, touchdown Bulldogs.
3: It's the MBSP season four, episode 13. And boys, episode 13 going to be a banger of an episode. Anchorbone classic is coming up at, at the end of this week. Can't wait for that. Great Fair State Sports Report. A little bit of talk of NFL going over that stuff. But Brandon, we got two guys coming on the show who are absolutely electric. Caleb Murphy, O'Lear Ola Depot. Two guys on the monster defensive side of the Fair State football team. Boy, we can't wait for this interview.
2: I'm looking forward to this. I mean, these two guys are two-man wrecking crew of this defensive line, and just to be it's able to two, chat with them. These two
3: guys are really a five-man wrecking crew, really. It
2: really is, and I'm really looking forward to talking to them about it, and, I mean, obviously everybody's stoked for it. Saturday at it's 1 o'clock the, at Top Tackard Field. Mm-hmm. You know why, Joe?
3: Because one versus two, it's like the national championship. It
2: basically, basically is the national championship for the national championship, but it's just another game for the guys. And I mean, for sure, the fan base won't say that that is the case, but I mean, this is a very big game, but it's just another football game. It really is. Just in a little bit of an amplified context this yeah, time.
3: Exactly. But we'll hear all about their thoughts in this game when we hop into the interview. So, Brandon? Let's swing
2: it to the interview. <laughs> Now joined in studio, Larray Oladipo, Caleb Murphy, part of this absolute wrecking crew of defensive line is here. Guys, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks Appreciate for having it. Me. Appreciate it. fellas.
3: it's great to have you on. I mean, Caleb, we had you on, on Zoom a couple a couple months ago for the, our last season, but it's good to have you in the flesh as well as you, Larray, joining us too. But first question for you guys, last week, Saginaw Valley, a little bit of a fit kind of going on mid-game, but defensively played a really solid game. You know, what was that like for you guys to be able to come out of halftime as well as the sidelines, the conversations that you had with coaches to be able to kind of pick it up a little bit and really seal the deal late in the game?
0: Um, for me, I think it's a little bit of a pride thing. Uh, the guys on the defensive side have a lot of pride when we go out there and play, uh, no matter where we're put, you know, uh, goal line, wherever, you know, turnover, coming off of a score, whatever, Um Take it really to heart, like, you know, not letting people score or anything like that. So for the guys to come back out there, you know, and continue to do what we do, um, even though we had some things that didn't go our way, you know, uh, was great. You know, the boys came out and they, came, they kept going, you know, every play. So that was Absolutely. it.
1: Yeah, I mean, since start of the season, we told each other, like, nobody could beat us by ourselves. So when you had that mindset, you feel me, and we down, not too many people are – like crying, you know it's kind. Of, all right, it's go time. Let's go. You feel me? Let's get this W. You feel me? We're number one team in the nation. We want to keep it like that
3: for sure.
2: Yeah, and you guys have certainly earned that ranking, beating a lot of good teams on the way. Central Washington coming here, going to Lenore Rinder, um, as well as Saginaw Valley. How have you guys felt overall? this battle tested, especially going in, taking on the number two team and our biggest rival. So, um.
0: I said it yesterday in an interview. I feel like it's another game, um, and that's how the guys see it. You know, uh, I think we take every opponent serious, um, come in, and we punch people in the mouth uh, and continue to, you know, choke them and not let go. Um, but for this game, uh, to me, uh, I think it's going to be very important that, we, you know, we do our jobs and stuff like that and stay in our gaps, those type of things. Um, as long as we do our 111th and we don't try to go outside of that, I think we should be okay. Um but, yeah, I think uh, it's another game. The boys should be excited, fired up. GLIAC play, you know, we should all be fired up playing for something at this point. Um, so, you know, just going after it and having fun. You know, I like to
1: tell the guy, you know, do your job and be great at it. So if we do that, you feel me, we're going to get the job done. You know, yeah, it's GV, you feel me, a different atmosphere. It's going to be a lot more noise, a lot more eyes. You can't let that get to your head. You know, if you want to get to the next level, you got to show out this game. You feel me? So I hope the guys going to that with that mindset and we do what we do.
3: For sure. Absolutely. And last week, saw a little bit of frustration from Coach Neese in the post-game interview. Uh, you know, was a little bit frustrated with, uh, just in general, with how the game went. But, you know, coming off close ones like that, uh, Coach Neese is known to kind of grill you guys a little bit harder in practice. Has it been even tougher now with Grand Valley and the big rivalry coming to town, or has practice been more business as usual? So,
0: um, this week, Coach just wanted to emphasize on taking a level of seriousness with things. Mm-hmm. Um, making sure that we knew what we were supposed to be doing and you know, just perfecting it, you know, uh, getting better at our craft, those type of things. We got out with a W, so Coach was pleased with that. Um, obviously, it wasn't a clean win. So, you know, trying to clean up some things, some attitudes, those type of things at practice. Uh, just cleaning up everything that we do in a game, you know, so taking practice as serious as possible.
1: Yeah, it was nice to see, like, after that Saginaw win, a lot of guys were not content with it you know we had a lot of the leaders of the team talk to us after the game and say they you know they peace of mind and a lot of guys honed in on that you know and gonna take it into this week Feel you me know, you do your job don't don't listen to outside noise man be be the best version of yourself
2: yeah for sure and you guys bring the leadership especially up front you guys have a lot of veteran players up there and a lot of new guys that have came into the system just talk about the way that you guys have bonded as a unit and have really Honestly, no debatably became the best unit as far as defensive lines in division two football.
0: So yeah. Um we got some younger guys that's playing now and uh I feel like they've came in and they've seen the culture that we have on the defensive line, which is comfortability. I wouldn't say love, I wouldn't say anything, but we're so comfortable with each other, we trust each other to where we know the person beside us is gonna do their job if they're in, you know. So um guys like Jake, um, who else? Travis, Brett, you know, those are younger guys that are playing and co2 he's new here duran too but um those guys they they come in and they listen you know it's not a fight for things or anything like that so you know uh being comfortable around each other enough to take constructive criticism like you know and uh just take it in and learn from it actually learn from it so for those guys to do that it's it's a blessing because you know it just continues to build on the years after we are gone And you know the years that they're they're here, and it just continues to go. So I think comfortability is the best thing for it. Yeah, and then the
1: willingness to learn, you know, buy in. Feel me, like like Murph said. You learn from the older guys. You keep that tradition going. You see a lot of guys in the D-line position specifically, like, in the NFL. You feel me? So, you, as a, as a line, you want that for yourself. So, you look at what those guys do and you incorporate it into your own game. You know, yeah. so, you know, just buying in. Uh, pride isn't an issue on the D-line. We all love each other. You feel me? Uh, it's just just brotherly love. Make, like Murph said, making everybody comfortable. You feel me? You ask questions. You help out. Don't. Look down on nobody just because they're a younger guy, you feel me? We all one unit, you feel me? When the next guy come in, you want no drop-off. So, you feel me? That's how we attack.
3: For sure. And, Larray, this question is more for you specifically. Not a lot of people know that you came from the University of Illinois before transferring to Ferris State you know, what was that like being able to play in one of the premier conferences of, you know, Division One college football and then transfer- transferring and transitioning to Ferris and to GLIAC, which, you know, is arg- arguably the toughest conference in
1: Division Two football. Oh, so, yeah, Big Ten football, different. You, you turn on the TV, you see those guys. <laughs> these guys are huge. So, you know, uh, when I transferred... I thought there'd be a little, it'd be a little drop off mm-hmm. in terms of uh, game speed and all that, and I did see that. But D two football, like it's some dogs here. You feel me? Some guys that probably didn't have this, like resources as other guys. That's why they ain't the Division one level. Went to a smaller school. Coaches weren't comfortable mm-hmm. bringing them in. But it's some dogs here for sure. Like when my first, one of my first practices here, I was looking. I'm like, man, he could play at the Big Ten. Like this dude could play in the Big Ten. So. I would say game speed is the biggest difference. You know, I came, I came here for opportunity. You know, uh, I wanted to play more. Uh, I had my best friend since high, uh, middle school here, a uh, Caleb Walker. He, he's gone now, but he hit when he seen I was in the portal. He hit me up to come here, and I seen like they were sending guys in my position to the league. You feel me at the Division Two level and having success, so wanted that for myself so that's why I came to Ferris absolutely
2: yeah and I'll counter it with you Caleb I mean this game coming up this week probably means a little bit more to you than a lot of the other guys as you're from Grand Valley being transferred from there um just talk about uh, your experience as far as coming from Ferris from Grand Valley uh and now being a part of this team that is just coming into a powerhouse and is ranked above Grand Valley each and every year
0: so yeah so my older brother was committed to Ferris State uh A lot of people don't know that. And then my baby brother committed there while I was at Grand Valley. Um, But that has nothing to do with it uh, until the end of it. But, um, yeah, I started at Grand Valley, um, you know, small town school. Dwajak, went to Grand Valley out of high school, committed very early. Um, The coach that was recruiting me had left. Uh, I was a little upset about that. And then um, after that, you know, it was just um, a mutual agreement to where, you know, I felt like, you know, things weren't going the way I wanted to on my end. And, you know, they – they didn't agree with me. So, you know, um, you know, it's like like I said, it's all mutual. It's all love over there and everything. I love everybody there. Um, but you know, we parted ways and um, you know, I wanted to go to different schools coming out of the uh portal and stuff like that, but ended up coming here, uh, obviously because of my brother. Um I won't I won't deny it, you know what I'm saying? I've never got to play uh ball with him before mm-hmm. besides rocket football, so it was pretty cool. Um you know, I took the I took the chance and I ran with it. And uh, coming here was a blessing, you know, a blessing in disguise. Um, met some great people, some great coaches, you know. And then, um, obviously, played some great football. But uh, that's all of my teammates, you know, making me comfortable, you know, trusting me to do my job, those type of things. So, coming here from Grand Valley to Ferris is honestly a blessing because you get to see both sides of winning programs. Um, so it was pretty cool, you know. Uh, I got to build relationships over there and I built relationships over here. So you know. Um, I get to talk to a lot of people now, so it's pretty cool.
3: Yeah, that's really awesome to see. And, you know, you mentioned your little brother being here. What's that like now to be able to kind of walk him through what it's like to be a collegiate athlete and be able to share some of those experiences?
0: So, uh, obviously, my brother's younger, you know, and he doesn't play as much as he wants to right now. But um, pretty cool, man. I got to. So we played Waldorf, and I got to play with him um, on punt return. You know, obviously, I had asked Coach Denise early in the week if I could block for him. And he told me no, but uh, <laughs> we found a way, you know, to make it happen. I told him this would probably be the only time. So uh found a way to make it happen. So it was uh, probably the best player I've ever had in my life. That's awesome. By far. So it was really cool to be able
3: to share that moment with him. Yeah, it's so cool. Uh, and for you, uh, Lalir, you know, we talked to Brandon Childress last week about what it's like transferring into a program and kind of the difficulties of not, you know, knowing a lot of people and stuff like that. What was that like for you to, you know, get to know the guys on a personal level, get to know the coaches on a personal level and kind of, you know, getting into a new situation where there's a whole new culture and stuff like that. What was that like for you?
1: Uh, well, when I first got up here, um, you know, when I transferred in, in, in general, like I knew I didn't want to start fresh. So I knew I was going to go to a school where I at least knew one person. Mm-hmm. And thankfully Caleb Walker was here and I've known him since the sixth grade. So in terms of that, like that transition was a bit easier just because yeah. I had that home feel with Caleb Walker and uh, the people I lived with, uh, Liam, John Higgins, Sam Hybor. Uh bought Alex Bach, those group of guys, like they were very accepting of me, you know, just seeing how they worked, hearing stories of the older guys. the older guys came to the house. Like it was a house of eight of us. So I was kind yeah. <laughs> yeah. of real. Here. Real real football house, you feel me? Yeah. When I first got here, you know, I was just, just I was very quiet. You know, I'm observed, see how people is, you know. Um I I wasn't big on just being friends with everybody right away. I want to see how people were, how they act outside of football, you feel me? Before I decided, okay, I want this person a part of my life. And, you know, I just made great pe- great people. People were very accepting. You know, when my birthday came around, they took me out. They didn't have to do that, you feel me? So I thought that was very nice of them. Coaches in general, like, they just want to see their player succeed, and that's what they told me. They said, you know, when you get here, we're going to set you up to, to, to succeed, and that's what they've been doing, and I'm very appreciative of these coaches for all that, and yeah, then met, met one of my best friends for life, Caleb Murphy.
2: <laughs> hey, there you go. So, But uh, an adjective that has always swirled around, especially you guys, uh, freaks, uh, if you take that in the right way, yeah. uh, freaks in nature as athletes. Yeah. And uh, reading about you guys, you guys both uh, played basketball, like track and field in high school, vouched different sports. Were there things that you learned from those that you now apply to when you're lined up on the defensive line here at Fair State? Oh,
1: definitely uh, in the in basketball sense. Um, you know, you're doing crossovers and headsies and all that. And a lot of that movement, uh, you can incorporate that in your pass rush. You know, you want to – bigger guys don't like to move. They don't like to bend down, you know. So you hit them a little hezzy, you just shoulder fake or something. They bite on that, you know, get around them. So I definitely say basketball Basketball really helped me in terms of, uh, uh, term of pass rushing, for real, for real.
0: So um a lot of people don't know, but I wrestled and played basketball and I was actually good at both. So oh, it shoot. A dual sport. Okay. It I like it. It wasn't one of those Cow. things. So uh Cow. I wrestled <laughs> I wrestled my whole life. Uh don't mind him. I wrestled my whole life. Um and I played basketball my whole life. AAU, wrestling, travel wrestling, those type of things. Uh I went to a small school, so I, d- I got to do a lot. But um wrestling, it allowed me to learn how to dip you know, and be low to the ground with my shots, those things. Because I was a big boy, but at the same time, I was quick. So, you know, I used those abilities. Um, Their basketball, like LeRae said, pass rushing, the crossovers, the steps, you know, Euro steps, you know, you use all those things in yeah. football. Uh, it just looks a little different without a ball, you know, and getting a little violent a little bit after that. But, yeah, I think wrestling helped with tackling, you know, and staying low to the ground. Um, and then basketball probably helped with, you know, um, the the pass rushing aspect of it and then yeah, track and field, I think that would help too. Uh for the simple fact of, you know, it just helps with my coach was a my uncle you saw, you know he's my mm-hmm. speed trainer growing up so you know just building speed you know getting a good get off those type of things so I think that helped with that
3: too. yeah for sure and I think it was Stefan Diggs too like he when he was in college like his coach showed him like Allen Iverson clips to get ready so like you've seen him do like a crossover behind the back like with a fake ball a couple of times but that's really cool to see the crossover of what uh kind of happens when you play multiple sports but for you guys with such a dominant defensive front that the team has you know what's that like to know that you know hey if I get double teamed I know that they're gonna have a fit on the other side with you know if Caleb's getting double teamed, Lear you're gonna be able to like break through the backfield and vice versa just with all the guys being so dominant on the defensive front so
0: um <laughs> it's funny they call me in the Ray Twin Towers <laughs> so uh yeah big dog so <laughs> um just being able to had, know that Larrae or Ian or Dez or Jordan, you know, Duran, those type of guys, Shaderrick, you know, knowing that those guys are in always puts my mind at ease because they do their job and they do it well. Yeah. You know, they're not just trying to be out there. You know, they want to, they want to go after it. They want to be great, just like everybody else. So for me, so say I get double teams or something like that, I have no worry in the world that my guys aren't going to make the play. If it's like you know something up front or a pass rush or something like that, they're going to get there those type of things, but, you know, they expect the same out of me, too, even though I'm getting double-teamed. Murph's going to get there, you know, so it's a level of expectations there, Um, and we try to reach them every play. Um, You know, we'll get popped for, like, a five-yard run, and I promise, like, the first thing that comes out of our mouth is that's unacceptable, like, you know, so uh, the guys, like, just having those guys beside me and having the same mindset is great because it really does build chemistry, and, like, you know, it helps you know, like, you know, all I have to do is this job. You know, I don't have to do nothing more. I don't have to get outside my gap. I don't have to be a ball player. I just have to be able to do my job effectively for, you know, sixty minutes. So it's pretty cool.
1: That's really cool. All right, pigging back off that, you know, it goes back to me saying like it's being accepting of the standard, you know, the like, guys know the standard on that field and, you know, not being prideful. It gets get a little get a little toxic on the sideline, you know, when things don't get your way. So you gotta be able to handle uh constructive criticism without getting in your feelings, you feel me? And you know, when guys get out there, they're not a liability. You know, they they attack practice hard. They they, they ask questions. They know their job. You feel me? So when another platoon goes in, you feel me, they not gashing us for 20 yards, 30 yards. You feel me? We still that, that hard-nosed defense that we supposed to be. You feel me? And, like, I, I, I got uh banged up the Waldorf game, you know, so guys got to step up. And, um uh, you feel me, play hard. And there's no drop-off, man. We still getting them sacks. We still getting them TFLs. Just being hectic on the field. And I love to see that.
2: Yeah, for sure. We, got, we appreciate you guys having on the show. We'll ask you one more question each. Always ask every athlete on the show what's your guys' fairest favorite thing about being a Ferris State Bulldog? i
1: will say for me, coming from a big university, you know, there's a lot of people, man. There's a lot of things to do, like the social aspect of it and coming to Ferris is very humbling in a sense where it's not a lot to do and you gotta really I guess if you ha- the people you surround yourself with determines how your affairs experience goes. So I'm I'm very thankful for the bulldog bull, bulldog people that I've met while being that big and big Rappers, So for sure, I
0: would got I would have to say um I got a lot of people up here from home. Uh, my little cousin just got uh came to school here. Uh, I know Tyrese Hunt Thompson on a personal level from back home. Terrell Husmanis, Um my brother, obviously, there's some couple, couple others, but those are some people that uh, make it very special. And then my other little brother played basketball here last year too, so um, that's another reason I came here. But yeah, I mean, just having, having you know, family around and uh, being able to do things that you love with them um, is really cool for me. So um, just being able to be around my little brother and then the other people that I know from home is really good
3: absolutely it's so cool to see uh, what ferris estate has been able to do for you both of you guys but thank you so much for coming on we really appreciate it great good luck this weekend especially grand valley big rivalry game hopefully you guys bring home the
2: w oh yeah for sure i thank
1: thank you. appreciate you man i'll do this again
2: special thanks to Oliar old depot and caleb murphy for hopping on the pod with us man I'm ready to go, man, after Dude, that interview, it's, Joe. It's ready
3: to get moving. I'm ready to basically run through a brick wall this Saturday. Oh I yeah. can't wait. It's going to be a blast. Uh, really, it's going to be one of the – Biggest games, if not the biggest in Division Two history, I think it's the first time ever that two teams who are in the same conference are going to be one and two in the nation uh, and facing off in the regular season, which is crazy. I mean, we faced each other, face off against each other when we were two and four, and I think you know two and seven last year. Mm-hmm. So it's been close, but it's never been the whole one and two, of the big dogs on in the nation. So I, it's rare, really, to see, especially on Division Two, like two, uh, two power teams facing off against each other. I mean, there's only what an hour difference for. Uh, for how long of a drive it is. I think it's less than 100 miles. So to see that there can be two teams who have this much talent, it's going to be insane. It's going to be rocking at Top Taggart, and you guys got to be there.
2: Yeah, this is a historical matchup for the ages. You'll be talking to your grandkids about this game, no doubt about it, Mm -hmm. Um, and hopefully all good. I mean, this is just going to be an electric game all the way around. Grand Valley's been playing really good football, had a blowout win on the road last week, so they'll be looking to continue that momentum over. Obviously, we're coming off of a little bit of a game where we didn't play as well at Saginaw Valley, but got the grittiness, got the crap, got the rust all out of the way. Um, and really hoping to put that into their best game of the season against the biggest opponent on a regular season schedule. So, I mean, I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, really just a fantastic football game. The atmosphere is going to be absolutely electric. They're already reporting that it's nearing sellout points for tickets, and we still got, as we're recording this, two days to go until the ball's on the tee. Mm-hmm. So well, that's, that's just, just tickets
3: for regular. You don't know how many students are going to show up for Exactly. So I'm guessing there's going to be probably close to 5,000. Five 5, 5,000 students, I bet.
2: Five digits? We're talking 10K plus.
3: There probably is going to be close. I feel like at the start, you're going to see a pretty rockin' top tagger. Rock to be, the top! I think it's going to be pretty close to breaking the record because we already sold, what, 5,000 regular tickets? Yeah, pretty close up there, and I want to say, that's. Yeah. It's getting close I think we're capping close. it at, what, eight? Eight was the market. Eight, yep. And then however many students show up for fairs. So I think you're going to see a lot of, like former students who are kind of trying to sneak in with their IDs oh, to still hop sure. in. Who knows, but we'll see with that. It's going to be the 51st or 52nd meeting, excuse me, between the two teams. Uh, they first started playing in 1971. Last year, in the past like nine years, if I'm not mistaken, Ferris State has won other than the one hiccup in the uh, playoffs where we lost to them. I think it was in the semifinals or one of the super regional opening rounds, uh, something like that. But it's still going to be pretty crazy. Uh, Ferris State has the edge, at least when we're ranked, I think we're nine, three, and one, so it's gonna be pretty crazy. And dude, it's this one honestly. I think is going to be the one that's like is gonna take the cake. Like, yeah, we might be have like the best or, or like have the edge for the past like five, six times. But if we lose this one for the probably the biggest game ever in college football history, probably, I mean, it'll be kind of it'll kind of suck. But I think this one's gonna be. It's gonna be crazy. I don't I don't know how to explain it it's just gonna be crazy.
2: Yeah, and I think like the Lubber's game from a year ago, I know as I was fortunate enough to be down on the field level. That was a I atmosphere that was insane. That was I, the it craziest it was unbelievable crazy unbelievable experience. And just being able to have the trick play Sam Girodet's touchdown catch on the fake field goal mm-hmm. to ice the game. I mean, just just the absolute guts. For the glory in that moment, it was just—you could not hear a soul of Grand Valley after that play happened. It was just like it was just the dead. energy was sucked out of the building, Which and was, for good well, reason. But, for the, us. but then
3: that's the thing—we had close to, I would say, probably five thousand people for Ferris, yes. Ferris faithful going to that game. Exactly. We were screaming on our sideline. It was crazy, but yeah. you know this one's going to be insane. I don't think it's going to be just the way Top Tagger is set up. It's probably not going to feel as electric as last year. Seeing no. that there's a track, it's a little bit more spread Correct, out. Correct. Yes. You know, there's not as much like. You don't feel as in, like intimate with the game yeah. because you're kind of fr- spread out with the track, but it's still going to be crazy. You know, Grand Valley's probably going to pack the away side. Hopefully that <laughs> that play that uh, bench or whatever or those stands don't collapse. Well, I feel like they've been up <laughs> those since 1950s maybe the fifties bleachers. Yeah, hey, they were inspected. For They're hey, fine. They're fine. Well, hey, they didn't break down last year during the snow bowl, so we'll That's see what true. goes on with that. But I think I it would be ludicrous if they don't add more seating on the other end zone, seeing that you know. There's probably gonna be a lot of people, but you can definitely tell a lot of people are gonna be tailgating, getting after it. It's a one fifteen kickoff, if I'm not mistaken. 15? One o'clock. Okay. I knew I thought it because I thought it was gonna be televised somewhere, so it was gonna make a one fifteen deal. Oh yeah, but yeah. But no One reportage. o'clock kickoff, yeah. Which is crazy to me. Yeah. Nobody like nobody picked it up. Ballet what? Sports didn't pick it up or nothing what? like that. Oh, but man. you know there's gonna be a crap ton of news stations. I can't wait to have to deal with that.
2: Yeah. I did hear like a rumor that we got some Big officiating crews coming for this game, and for good reason. I well, mean, yeah. it's 1v2 in the biggest rivalry in arguably the state of Michigan in Division two for sure. Well, the, if division not two up in there general, with Michigan, yeah. Michigan State. So uh, I'm sure there's going to be the best officiating lay down the law. Mm-hmm. We're playing a football game, and that's all we're doing. There's no funny business, no tomfoolery. We're playing a football game. I'm sure there's going to be some moments here and there where we remember that this is a rivalry, but it's going to be fun. I mean, last year we saw... Um, I mean that Lubbers game that was electric. Then we came back to Top Tagger, absolutely dominated, a huge performance on the ground, um, um, both on offensively and stopping on their run defense. I mean we only allowed them 66 yards rushing, mm-hmm. and that Four was
3: receptions in that game too that we had.
2: Yeah, that was a huge strength of theirs going in, and that's really what helped them at Lubbers was getting the ball moving on the ground in that second half, which allowed them to make that comeback. Uh, but no, I think this is going to be a fantastic football game. Uh, we're going to see some of the stars at their best. I mean we went and all these guys. Report Malik might be making an appearance in this game. So uh, Coach Anise said that he's looking to be ready to play. Um, so, of course, we're going to probably see multiple quarterbacks, of course. Well, yeah. It's, Every game we see that, healthy or not seen, healthy. We've seen that the past, like, three years. Actually, yeah, so we're going to see multiple quarterbacks. So I'm sure we'll see some of Evan and Carson and Malik, maybe even Jesse. Who knows? Four quarterbacks. Throw yeah, them all in there. Let's just the let's call. just make it all confusing as possible, you know? Um, so, yeah, but this is going to be a fantastic football game. I'm really looking forward to seeing – Um, how especially Grand Valley is going to look at our running attack. I think that's going to be the biggest thing, how they're going to scheme against us up front defensively. I think that's going to be one to watch in this game because I think we definitely have the talent um, to make an impact on the ground. But, I mean, the big plays are going to be there. Really, I think this game, as dumb as it seems, as a full analysis of this game, is going to be to come down to who makes the big plays in the big moments because Mm -hmm. both of these teams fundamentally are the best two football teams in the country. Yeah, no right? doubt. No doubt. We we undeniably probably have the best talent and personnel all together in Division Two. That's why they're number one team. Grand Valley arguably has the better resume, to be honest. I remember hearing Wayne Convaldi talk about this game, who's the NCAA uh, D2 football analyst. He was talking uh, that Grand Valley has the better resume because they've played three top 25 teams and beat them. So theoretically, that is a better resume. But mm-hmm. these are the two best teams in the entire United States in Division Two, for football, I and mean that's all you apart. need to say.
3: And they're an hour apart. Yeah, and it's going to be crazy. Uh, Grand Valley is averaging two hundred or has two hundred forty-eight points total compared to their opponent's sixty-one. Uh, they've been doing pretty solid with seventy-one rushing first downs, fifty-five passing. Uh, Almost a thousand six hundred or thousand seven hundred yards of rushing so far this season, so they're on a great track with that It's going to be tough to be able to stop that, but I think especially with our front five and our guys that are going to be able to rush that, they're going to have a little bit of a struggle for that, which is going to be good to see uh compared to Ferris so far uh you know two hundred three points compared to th- uh two hundred three compared to thirty no Never mind, I'm looking at the wrong spot. Either way, (laughs) we have 203 points so far in this whole uh, overall, 33 points in the conference. It's going to be a good time. Uh, Total offense, 2,210 yards, so a little bit more than uh, the Lakers have, but it's still going to be pretty solid. Two good teams facing off. I think you're going to see a lot of air. I don't know, it's going to rain as well, so it'll be a little bit different. But I think you're still going to see some air attack by Grand Valley. It's going to be a solid test for our secondary, and you're obviously going to know we're going to probably be pretty run heavy uh, throughout the sides. It's going to be interesting as well getting Malik back if we're going to be having a little bit more of a balanced breakfast type deal where you have more throwing and running in there Uh, but still I think you're going to see a a big game for Marcus Taylor you're going to see some big big catches from Brandon Childress Tyrese Hunt Thompson you're definitely going to be seeing that end around kind of uh, reverse that he's able to do where he gets the outside so you're going to see a lot of speed but their quarterback man Grand Valley's quarterback Caden has an arm he's really talented that Playoff game last year was a little bit of a fluke for him because he didn't have like any interceptions before that other than us the on the, like, the five-yard play when we played at Lubbers. But he's a guy who was in the running for the Harlan Hill last year, so you know he's going to be leading the team, and he's got that veteran abilities to uh, to really break out. So we'll see how it happens.
2: Yeah, it's going to be fun. And I think the biggest thing um, for us, uh, I mean defensively, get to third down. We're one of the best third down defenses in the country. Uh, get to third down, make the stops on the ground early in possessions, and, I mean, really control the tempo. We've done a great job of that. Um, we've used the ground game heavily um, to our advantage. We're a really good team at really setting up a lot of big plays, and I'm sure Grand Valley's ready for that. They saw a lot of that um, in last year's game. I remember the um, the pass to Marcus Taylor um, that you can actually hear on our intro tag. That was the the Grand Valley game and the snow game last year in the playoffs. Um, that call was from. Shout-out to Rob Bentley um, and Sandy Golson if they're listening. We appreciate their support as well. Um, but, no, it's going to be great um as far as just overall it's going to be a fantastic game. Grand Valley is a great team at not letting teams score points while also scoring a lot of points. You know, that sounds familiar with, right? Us. Uh, yep. so I mean it's just going to be it's just going to be a really fun football game and I encourage everybody um that is able to attend this game or if not watch on Flow Football um because it's going to just be one of those games where you're probably going to tell if, your family, your friends, your grandkids, your fellow, your four your, all the, all your the family. Ages, really. You're gonna, gonna you're crazy. gonna be remembering this game for a long time just because this atmosphere is gonna be electric based on the projections uh, that we already have. So, um, but I mean biggest thing for us too for Ferris State, we need to make sure that we keep the football, right? Grand Valley is a team that likes to turn you over defensively. We gotta hang on to the football. We had troubles with that last week, but if we do that, I mean our talent can take us to absolutely phenomenal places with our fantastic coaches. So it's going to be just a phenomenal game.
3: For sure. It's going to be one to watch. Hopefully you can. Flow Sports is where you can watch it. If you're not going to be in Big Rapids and at Top Tiger Field, but if you are in the vicinity of Big Rapids and you're not in town watching this game, I don't know what you're doing. Get ready for the tailgate. It's going to be crazy. Cops are going to be there. It's going to be crazy. Security's (laughs) going to be amped up to
2: level 11. It's going to be insane. I heard rumors parking starts. 8 a.m., five minutes really? before. Yes. That's how much anticipated tailgating is going to be taking place before the game. 8 a.m. So you better get here early, quick, fast, early. or your tailgate spot might be gone. So you're going to have to get here early, I guess. So I guess I'll be, so. I mean, me and Joe will be there. I'll be there at 10. I think Joe will probably be here around 11, 1130, right, because he's bringing the goods mm-hmm. up into the press Got box, the which is going to be also Tense as ever uh, up there. Um, that's going to be a very pleasant experience. Uh, so it'll certainly be fun. One o'clock kickoff. More tickets are available if you're listening to this on Friday, but you better hurry up because they're going to be gone quick, fast in a hurry. So make sure you get your tickets. Which also, reminder, you can buy a combo ticket for the Fair State Hockey game as well to be played that night. So we'll go over to that here. Kenesha's coming to town, the oldest team. Uh, in college hockey, as far as age, um, they hit the transfer portal heavily. Joe mentioned that uh, on the last show. Um, they're a very veteran aspect of a team. They have a lot of players from a lot of places, including teams that we've played against, players that we've played against on GLIAC, uh, GLIAC squads. So uh, this is going to be a fun game as well. That'll be tonight. Um, if you're listening on Friday at 7.07, followed by Saturday at 7.07 once again, uh, heard your boy got the call up for TV, so I'm going to be looking forward to bringing that with you um, with Harrison Wand. Appreciate the opportunity for that. It's going to be a fun game. It's Joe's going to be on the socials. He's going to be hammering home for all those Yo, following along, be... giving you all the goods, because I heard, I heard his, your restrictions got Here's the, pushed it's, up just okay, a little it's a bit.
3: Li- it's a little, at least with hockey, you know, I can do, like, a little bit more with stuff, but... I still want to kind of get free reigns one of these times. <laughs> I'm going to keep ringing up on the show until yeah. Harrison lets me.
2: He's got to know, right? He's he got has to. Know. I could, you know, He's I could listening make some up electric there. Don't, tweets. Don't I could make some electric it. tweets. You could too. So, uh, I mean, really with this team, just got to see the attack mode, attack mode, attack mode, right? We have a very talented offensive scoring group. We can score goals, right? We scored a total of six in those two games last weekend. The problem was we gave up six alone in the last game. And it was consecutively, right? Stopping those big runs are going to be just as important um, after that Western game. So it's just going to be one of those games where um, we know going into this game, we have a good chance of winning this game, right? We know we have a very talented team that can beat Canisius, right? Mm-hmm. And I know coach uh, Trevor large, who's a former bulldog uh, player is going to bring his best with that Kinesis golden Griffin squad. Um, but it's going to be great. And also uh, there's going to be a fundraiser at this game as well. So there's even more incentive for you um, to go Phi Sigma Kappa chapter uh, here at Ferris state. They're going to be fundraising for area five special Olympics. Um, so that will be a fun Chuck a puck opportunity On Friday night, as well as Tuesday night, quick little sidebar, come watch some poly hockey. Paris State hockey against the Area 5 Special Olympians. And let me tell you, this is one of the most electric games that I went to last year. I went to a lot of the ice hockey games, but that one was probably one of the most intense and one of the most crazy games I was at. So uh, that was a certainly fun experience. There's going to be the best cookies reportedly you've ever tasted. At this game, thanks to Three Grows so. Bakery. Shout out to them. Um, they're going to be bringing some cookies you can purchase there uh, at the game to support Special Olympics. It's going to be great. There's going to be music. There's going to be PA. And there's going to be a lot of great hockey to be played. So you should make sure to stay tuned for that. 7 o'clock at the Student Rec Center. Don't miss it. But, yeah, this is going to be a big week. I mean, right now, our defense might be is probably a little shaken up, to be honest, after after last Saturday. Um, but other than that, they've played fantastic. The first night of games, we got to control and keep that momentum going from the first game, which we've played phenomenal against Miami and Michigan Tech, but we got to be sure we're recovered and have that mentality of keeping the pedal down in -hmm. that second game, Joe.
3: Yeah, especially with that, like you look at, you know, what we're able to do, especially we've been playing pretty well in the first and second period. It's just kind of making sure we were able to hold teams to, you know, not scoring a lot of goals like we saw with western but when we were playing michigan tech we played solid all throughout the whole game able to get the w there but with canisius you know it's going to be a lot of guys on uh the golden griffins team that is just veterans you know they got a lot of graduate students they got a lot of seniors only a handful of freshmen and sophomores so you're going to see a lot of guys who you know are are good at able to control the puck control the game They're, they've they been there before which is going to be a thing that's a little bit different seeing that we. Don't have we have a good we have a good mix of everything you know we have we have some freshmen some sophomores juniors a couple seniors but it's just going to come down to be able to hang with these guys not in the fact not in the thought of you know getting outskated outskated by them or you know being able to not be able to hold our own with you know stick handling and all that stuff it's just more they are proud they are most likely going to be making the right decisions seeing that they've been there before and they have so much college hockey under their belts. But you know, coming to Aegleben, you know it's gonna probably be, you know it's gonna be rocking. It's gonna be a good time, especially with the deal that's been going on for thirty percent off for a little bundle Woo! for football and hockey tickets. So I like hopefully discounts. it's gonna be a big, big weekend for Ferris State Athletics on the hockey and football side. But I think we're gonna be doing pretty solid. Brad Merrick's probably gonna pop off. Connor's probably gonna do pretty well up, coming off his two pretty good weeks so far. I mean, he was just on the CCHA show for being Rookie of the Week for the CCHA. So pretty big stuff.
2: Yeah. Canisius is coming off of two games earlier this season. Um, So far, they lost in two heartbreakers against Penn State. Um, And, yeah, they lost against Penn State. They are playing very good opponents to start this year, which shows you they have a lot of good expectations. So um, coming off of a 5-2 and a 7-5 loss. So just based on those numbers alone and uh, seeing a little bit of the highlights of this game, we're going to have chances offensively. Make sure they're quality. Make sure we get the right person in the right spot. Uh, And I think being able to set up that offense and get good looks and keep the good looks coming, right? Keep them coming. We Mm -hmm. are talented at scoring. We just got to get shots on net and they will uh, get through the posts and get to the back of the net. So uh, defensively hold strong. Uh, They're going to come in bunches. That's like what Western did uh, to us in that second period. So being able to stop that transition, getting open opportunities, getting breakaways Um, fast transition is going to be huge and that could be Uh, A true member of our success. Um, I mean, defensively, we are a very talented team. Much step higher last year with a lot of the veteran players that we have gained um, from the transfer portal. So, uh, and I mean, Logan Stein's been playing fantastic lights out uh, between the posts so far this year. So, going to be a great matchup. 707, both games. You can get tickets now. But just like football, hurry up. They're going fast. So, you might want to get online this minute Uh, because you could keep listening to our podcast and order tickets at the same time. Trust me, I've tried it. You can do it. So, Uh, Anyway, moving over now, uh, we got some more Ferris State sports on deck, even though it seems like there isn't with those two big sport games this weekend. But we do have more sports on deck. Those include Volleyball's headed to Hammond. They actually left uh, this morning um, on Thursday, so they left yesterday. They'll be playing uh, today on Friday at 10 o'clock against Cedarville, Um, They will be playing them in the Midwest region crossover at Hammond, Indiana, the home of Purdue Northwest, as well as Rockhurst, the team that we played in the playoffs in the regional opening quarterfinal round last year. So, going to be fun. That's the whole crossover of GLIAC, the GLVC, and the GMAC all getting together um, for a big tournament. Um, But I think it's going to show who
3: is the best of the region. Oh,
2: yeah. It's great because these are the teams. Yeah, it's really the teams who are going to be in the playoffs. Exactly. You're going to get good looks at them early and see what they're playing with. Exactly. It's going to be fun. So uh, those are two very talented teams. Like you saw what Rockhurst uh, did against us last year. They put up a good fight in the 1-8 matchup early on. Um, and I think really what we're coming off of two big wins, especially against Grand Valley. So put the anchors down. Um, but it's going to be a great game overall. It's going to be a great experience playing a lot of these teams. And um, hopefully they'll be able to play so good they'll play on and move um, into the, the final on Saturday and hopefully bring home some hardware, Joe. I mean, we like hardware here. We really Paris do. State.
3: We like trophies and sure. we like shiny stuff too. So hopefully they're able to do it, especially with Midwest. A lot of good teams. I mean, you're going to have Hillsdale there. You have Rockhurst. I mean, especially all the GLIAC teams coming. I mean, you got uh, Grand Valley, who's a good team, who made the playoffs last year. I mean, Wayne State did. Michigan Tech did. You'll have UIndy, who's a really good team in the GLVC. I mean, Really, the list goes on and on. There's a really big resume of teams who are going to be able to make some noise later on the season. So, no better time to be able to face them than halfway through, and you know, get a get a good look, especially for these next couple of slates of G, uh, GLIAC games coming up against top opponents.
2: Yeah, we're the number one seed in the GLIAC going into this tournament, so a lot of expectations there. Uh, Quincy and Ashland. Uh, for the GLVC and GMAC are the number one seeds as well. Uh, Cedarville, I believe, is slated as the GMAC six seed, uh, as well as Rockhurst, I believe. Uh, I think they're either 4 or 5 in the GMAC, so they're a very talented program too. Um, so it's going to be a really fun matchup um, early on, and then hopefully um, we'll be able to play um, in the final on Saturday. Keep the train rolling one game at a time, Joe. Exactly. So there you go. Now, moving on, we got soccer this weekend, a slate of games for them on the typical Friday and Sunday slate, as the schedule always helps. Um, That will be tonight. They are playing, well, technically tonight, late afternoon, 4 o'clock is the technical start time. We get our revenge game against Davenport. How fun that's going to be. Uh, the team that just squeaked it out at home uh, against us earlier in the season, a game that we didn't play at our best. Um, so this one's this one's personal, right? This one, you're going to Caledonia, going to Farmers Athletic Complex, and this was the team that spoiled your ring ceremony with that latest goal to tie the game and tie it. Uh, so I think this is going to be a fantastic game, and I think you're really going to see a lot of firepower both sides. We saw uh, quite a bit of shots, 25 total in that first matchup. Um, And we saw a lot of physicality, especially um, from Davenport's side. They're a very physical team, um, and hopefully we can match that, play our game, and be able to keep this train rolling with good offensive play. Exactly.
3: Yes. I don't know. You just hit it all on the head. I don't want to like keep on uh, like that's the one problem. Brandon is we're always on the same wavelength that we, we are. always have the same points to bring up. We're you
2: know, too good at what we do.
3: I think so. That's I think we just hung out way too much.
2: I mean, I don't know what else to say.
3: <laughs> exactly. Just
2: hit the hammer on the head, but yeah, Davenport coming into this game. Um, have they've been playing p- all right? I wouldn't consider that like their absolute best coming into this game. I mean, they've played against some definite tougher teams um, coming into this game, but I think there's still a lot of opportunity there. Um, like, I mean, some common opponents, like they're 3-6 they're and six on the season, but they play like a better team than that, right? They mm-hmm. tied against Northern Michigan um, on September 25th. That was a notable game. Uh, they went up to Houghton, which is a hard place to play. They lost 2 nothing against them. Um, and I think there's a lot of, I mean, you can say the— Uh, A lot of those wins early on in the season against like Purdue and Parkside are okay. Uh, But they're not coming in as highly firepowered as they did against us because they played some really good uh, teams like Central Missouri and Saginaw and they played in some tight games there. Um, especially on the road at University Center. So that kind of gave them some momentum. Uh, but I think this is going to be uh, a much more dominant for us. We got the momentum going this game. Just got to keep it, stay true offensively, power into that offensive third, and let's just put some goals in the back of the net.
3: Mm-hmm. And I think Saginaw, too, has kind of been on the same roll as us where they've been on a goal-scoring, you know. Rampage? No, not on a rampage. Just before our rampage, our kind of drought that we went on, you know, scoring one or two, yeah. they haven't scored more than three other than Parkside, but even before that, they haven't scored more. They've only got two goals in the last five games, so you'll know, probably be looking for that. Just hold them down to a point where they're not going to get a lot of good looks, where they don't get a lot of good shots on net, uh, and that's going to be the big thing, too, and I think our defense has really been doing a good job of that, of limiting the shots on net and kind of making Daria's job a lot easier, but... Once again, it's just gonna be if we can keep up that rampage of goal scoring and you know get the get the ball in the feet of the right person and be able to just first get shots on net. That's the big thing. It's just tire out the goalie. But our defense, I think, is gonna give our offense enough cushion where not a lot of stuff we gotta worry about.
2: Yeah, I had to make sure to mention Sunday's game is Anchor Bone Part Two, P Two, Grand Valley State coming. Well, not coming to town, going to their town, to Allendale to play them. Knocking
3: on over to Allendale.
2: So, And that was a very, very good game that me and Joe were able to watch earlier this season that ended in a nil-nil draw. Um, So I think that's going to be a huge game as well against a nationally ranked powerhouse, um, especially going after uh, the, the chaos that's going to ensue on Saturday, going to play Sunday as well. Um, Some other final games to mention or as far as matches for the other fair State sports uh, to wrap up the report here. Women's tennis will be playing Bucknell at Grand Valley. Yes, that is true. I did double-check with Coach Doran. That is confirmed. They're playing at Allendale against the Division I Bison. Um, So that's going to be fun. That's going to be their fall finale um, for the season, as well as men's and women's golf will be wrapping up their fall slate at Augusta. Michigan at the Panther Fall Classics. So those two teams have been playing some very good golf so far. They've been improving. They've had a lot of underclassmen stepping up, having huge rounds when they need it most as a team. Uh, and they've been improving and taking down a lot of these GLIAC teams as well as tennis has been on an absolute roll so far. And they have steamrolled anybody in their path, especially with getting a lot of their uh, players back from injury as well. Um, as having a lot of different assignments for both uh, singles and doubles. So they've been rolling no matter their number. Just should give them, just give them the court or the whole number and let them go because those three teams have just been on absolute fire. That's yeah. a cool dance. I wish you could see it on screen, but yeah, we don't have that, unfortunately. In his, dance in his chair. We need a live stream.
3: I thought that would be a lot of work.
2: That would be a lot of work. But, hey, maybe it is possible. Maybe
3: it is. Maybe we'll do that for like our last episode or something. Yeah. Live stream special.
2: That'd be cool. Live stream special, the grand finale. Uh, oh, one more thing to mention here before we head to our break. Women's cross country, men's cross country is canceled, unfortunately. Not going to, to Muskegon. Uh, plans have changed. And trust me, they're for the better uh um, we're going to make sure that we have uh a better slated schedule um to go to Wayne State and that's going to be a much bigger meet much better meet for us as far as the schedule is schemed um so that's going to be fun i don't believe anybody's traveling to Jayhawk Invitational this weekend so if you're looking forward to that so sorry. But it'll probably not be happening on Saturday as far as seeing Fair State Bulldog uniforms pass you by in the race. So mm-hmm. uh yeah, I guess they got they got lucky. All the all the they got lucky. JL, they, weren't, they got lucky. Yeah, they weren't gonna have they to see didn't get us. to see some of our Destroy guys. Destroy them. Yeah, we would have probably destroyed them. Destroy so, them. Yeah. It would have been uh, it would have been a fun race to go watch, but um it would have probably been is it, it's just not really like you have that race and then go run at Wayne State and then have the week and yeah, it would have just better just everybody take that one off. We were going to originally have split squads. Some of them would run at this race. Some would run at Wayne. But I think running at Wayne better, is just a, it's just a better idea. It'll get a better sense going into the postseason, too, anyway. So uh, going to be fun. But anyway, NFL picks after this, Joe. You ready? I'm so ready. Uh, are you sure? Because I'm coming full out of steam after last week. I'm still well, mad. Well, I
3: destroyed you last
2: week, so. You didn't have to sense. mention that. All right. <laughs> Our picks are coming, and I'm going to win. Stay tuned. The MBSP is proud to partner with the people of Eagle Village Incorporated. Over 50 years of experience helping on changing the lives of youth. There are opportunities for you to be the next to make a direct impact, including plenty of positions available, including summer staff, internships, and more. For more information, visit EagleVillage.org. Eagle Village, where potential source.
3: And we're back from the break. Gonna have a nice little discussion about NFL this week. We're a little bit cut for time, so we're gonna keep it a little bit shorter. Two sentences max for each thing. Brandon,
2: what? Oh, that's not two fair. sentences for insight. You get no, the score. You
3: get the score in the choice for free, but you gotta get, keep it a little bit short. So, Brandon, what's the right. first game on the docket for Week
2: Six? First game. I guess we have to. Thursday night, Washington. This is the best game Chicago. I've ever seen. Oh, just, such a good primetime game. Oh, of course. Such a great game. Uh, Timestamp, 332, 10, 13, 20, when we make these picks. Of course, one of us will probably pick the wrong team anyway. Yeah. So
3: Forgot to say also, I crushed Brandon last week. thirteen to, No, 13 you, you for, already said that. 13 for 16 in my picks. Brandon was 9 you for 16. You already said that. Should have been a betting man this weekend, to be honest. But that brings the lead to 3-2 in my favor.
2: That is true. You were rocking. 13 out of 16, right? Yeah, that's crazy. All right. I guess that leaves you with honors then. Washington Uh, at
3: Chicago. I'm going to go Bears, mainly because it's at the Bears stadium. Justin Fields looks like he's going to be throwing a little bit more, and Commanders seem like they just can't handle the pass.
2: Okay. Uh, Why not play contrarian? I'll go with the Commanders here, and the reason why – Uh, Brian Robinson's back, and he's going to be a big threat on the ground, and I think that's going to spread out the Bears' secondary, who have been a little suspect over the last couple weeks. Um, So I'm going to go with the Washington Commanders with an upset here on the road. Uh, I'm going to say it's going to end up being a 20-17 game final score. So there you go. Week 5, or no, week 6, game 1 of 1 o'clock, San Francisco, Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I'll keep it rolling. I'll go. I'm gonna go San Fran here. I'm very hesitant. This seems like a game the Falcons might steal, um, but the reason why is because the San Francisco offense, especially on the ground. Um, might steamroll through the Falcons' defensive front. They have really struggled this year. They have been very good defensively at not allowing a lot of points. Uh, but I think San Francisco's running attack, multi-dimensional, Garoppolo is going to take care of possession. They're going to roll in this one. Twenty-eight to twenty-one over the Falcons.
3: 28-21. I think I just to, went with
2: a four-sentence one, so I'll come to uh, the next fine, one back. That's fine. <laughs> uh, I'm
3: going to go 49ers as well. Jimmy G looks like he's getting back to his normal self as well. He's he's kind of getting everybody back to where they were a couple years ago when they made that Super Bowl, and they're kind of rolling as well. And Brandon Ayuk, I think, is going to have a good game. So it's going to
2: be 25-14. Okay, there you go. Next game, Dog Pound Part 2, sh- Cleveland hosting the Patriots, Joe. First Energy Stadium, is this a game where Bill Belichick continues to roll again?
3: Uh, No, Cleveland Browns are going to win this one. I don't know really why, but if it's Bailey Zabby or Brian Hoyer, I don't think they're going to have what it takes to go against Cleveland. They just seem a little bit too good for New England to take over. So I'm going to say Browns 28-17. to
2: Good pick. I think that we might see Jadavian Clowney in this game. Um, as well as I think we reportedly going, might be able to see Miles Garrett this weekend. Those two come back. I don't see Ramondre Stevenson and those guys being able to get through that front. Nice. And so I, you going th- Browns? I think I'm going to go Browns as well. And Jacoby Brissett's been really well through the air. I th- we saw a big game from Mari Cooper, and I think we continue to see another one. Maybe even Donald and Peoples Jones gets a deep pass. I'm going to go Browns in this one. I'm going to go 24 to 21 over Close the Patriots. One. Yes, a little bit closer than I thought. Next game: Packers against the America. Spoilers, the New York Jets um, at Lambeau, as much as I really want to just uh, wring the Packers neck from last week, I'm going to roll with them one more time, I guess. I don't know why. Um, they're favored, I believe, by seven and a half. So I think this game probably ends in a six to seven point game um, unless... The real Green Bay shows up, and that's what we're really waiting for. They have the defense. Uh, I mean, Aaron Rodgers has got to learn to play with his receivers as well as the receivers need to learn his scheme. They've probably been working on it in practice this week. I think they get the job done over the Jets, but I think it's going to be closer than you think, Joe. I'm going to go 31-27 in favor of Green Bay.
3: That's a good choice, Brent. I'm also going to have to join you in that one, doubling up once again for the third time. And they're all going to have to play contrarian that. pretty soon. But I'm going to go with Packers. I just don't think that the Jets are going to be able to do pretty well. As much as I'm a Zach Wilson fan, I think the Packers and Lambeau are just a different breed, even if they're a little bit depleted. But like you said, Aaron Rodgers definitely has to start playing with his receivers a little bit more. And I think the defense is going to give Zach Wilson some fits. Expect one or two interceptions uh, for them. So
2: Packers, I'm going to say 28-20. to Okay, next pick, Jacksonville, Indianapolis. I'll go first in this one. Uh, I think the Colts are starting to turn the table a little bit. Yeah, this is a weird game um, that we saw a couple weeks ago. The Jaguars absolutely stunned Indianapolis. Uh, This this has got everything for a revenge game. Indianapolis' defense played way better. Jacksonville's offense has played very sluggish. They're starting to make that transition to Travis Etienne, uh, but it's not been enough to score points, and I think we're going to need to see a really good Trevor Lawrence um, against this defense that has been much better over the last couple weeks than he started in the season. I'm going to go the Colts in this one. I'm going to make that pick 27-20 to 20 over the Jacksonville Jaguars at home. Uh...
3: I'm going to go Jacksonville with this one, mainly, oh, okay. because, there you go. mainly because defense, I think, is going to be able to do pretty well. Michael Pittman and Matty Ice have just not been on the same wavelength, and when they're not, then they got to give it to Jonathan Taylor, and I don't think Jonathan Taylor has the ability to get, like, four touchdowns and just take over, because Jacksonville has one of the better defense in the league, so we'll see what goes on with that. What would you say for a score, Brandon?
2: I said twenty seven to twenty.
3: Twenty seven to twenty. I'm gonna say
2: Don't say twenty eight, twenty one. No, it's gonna be a close game. I don't okay, think it's gonna be a go.
3: blow like last time, but it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a repeat of last week, uh, with the Jaguars playing the Texas thirteen to six, but it's gonna be a different. I'm gonna say fourteen seven.
2: Okay, there you go. Next game, Joel, let you go honors with this one. Minnesota traveling to Miami in this one.
3: Soda. Soda. Soda.
2: Okay. Simple and easy. Dalvin Cook, I think is going to play
3: pretty well. Justin Jefferson as well. Kirk Cousins is going to play pretty solid. You don't got Teddy and you don't got uh, Tua, so you're kind of going to be struggling on the on the quarterback side.
2: Yeah, I also would love to pick the Dolphins in this scenario, but the problem is I don't trust. I I don't know. I don't think we're going to. I don't know if we're going to see Teddy Bridgewater in this game. Uh, I think we are supposed to. I think he's supposed to be back, but how like how back is he going to be? He returned to practice. He was limited on Thursday. I think he plays. Ah, eh, screw it. I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I think their defense steps up in Hard Rock, and I think that they end up getting the job done as the underdog um, in this game. I think it's going to be a one-point game. I think mm. this one ends 20, or I'm no, I'm going to say higher. I'm going to say 35-34 the final. The Dolphins squeak out an absolute nail-biter at home at Hard Rock.
3: Nice. I was gonna say the same thing, but thirty eight twenty four in the favor of the Vikings. Okay. I like this con I like this contrast. I like this little switch up business we got going on. Yeah.
2: Next game Cincinnati at the Superdome against the Saints at one o'clock. Bengals. Yeah?
3: Yeah. Okay. I'd say so. I think Jamar Chase is gonna have a breakout game. Okay. I think you haven't seen it from the first week. I think you're gonna really see it here. Uh New Orleans has been, you know, two and three, so not like the greatest thing. They've let thirty two get put up by the Seahawks. Uh they let twenty eight get put up by the Vikings. They've only held I don't think anybody to less than twenty points so far this year in uh in regular season. So you're gonna see a big game uh from you know, Jamar Chase and Joey B. So good
2: pick. I like the Bengals too in this game as much as the Saints defensive front scares me. Um, I think what the Bengals have done a really good job of is when you look at their offensive scheme, they're very multi-dimensional. They can put it heavy on the ground with Joe Mixon, they can put it out in the flats with their playmakers, or they can take the deep ball. I think that might be enough to get a little bit of points up ahead on New Orleans, and I don't trust the offense just yet. Uh, without Jameis, I think it's still... Uh, I think we saw a little bit of promise there um, with Taysom Hill last week. I don't know if it's going to be enough to get the job done. I'm going to go with the Bengals as well, Joe. I'm going to go... I'm saying 27-10. 27-10? Okay, I'm going to go 33-28. to Weird score, but weird nice game. i scoring, but I respect it.
3: Yeah, we'll see. It'll be just like how the Saints played the Seahawks last week.
2: Yeah, exactly. Next game, Baltimore at the New York... 4-1 football Giants, Don't even Joe.
3: play right now. Baltimore's going to win this game.
2: I agree. <laughs> like, New York, I mean, they beat
3: the Packers last week, who are not super great. They lost the Cowboys with with Dak, right? Or with you, without Dak, with Cooper. Without Dak, Cooper. Wait, so, you know, you're not even playing a whole lot of great. You, they really had not played great teams so far this year. So, that's like their first test. I think they're going to fail. It's going to be Ravens. Big game from Lamar. Forty points, probably forty-five plus. I'd say Ooh. you're gonna see like a forty-five to twenty-four game. Oh
2: man, big blowout. I do like Baltimore, and I do like them big over the Giants as well. I think it'll be a little bit closer. I think Brian Dable's team um, at home is gonna be a lot better than I think we think. But I, this is kind of due for one of those blow-up games. It was kind of like Detroit. Um, thank goodness they're also on a bye this week. <sighs> Yikes! Um, but I think it might just be a blow-up for them. Uh, I think this game ends big. Ravens forty-one. To Giants 27. No, 24. I lied. 24. 41 I put 24. Down
3: 27. I wrote in pen, so that's what you're going to get.
2: What? No, that's not fair. Okay, fine. uh Next game on deck, Tampa Bay going to Steel City. Not Heinz Stadium. Shell City. Yeah, Pittsburgh, whatever their stadium's called now. I Shell refuse City. to call it anything but... What is it, Eckersther? Yeah, it used to be Hinesfield. It's Hinesfield. To it's me. Hinesfield for forever. Yeah, I'm gonna or go. Or Shell
3: City, if you SpongeBob fans can understand this.
2: Oh yes, I did just now forget out there. Shell City. Shell City. Yeah. I'm not going with Shell City. I'm going with Tampa Bay in this game, and I think they win. Uh, I think they win by two scores. I think Tama. Tampa Bay gets back on track, and I mm-hmm. think that this is a big game from the receiving core. Um, they're due for a big one, so I think that the Steelers are going to be very heavy uh, against the run, against Leonard Fournette. I think that's going to be enough to give Tom Brady a lot of time to throw, and Pittsburgh uh, just can't move the football. So there you go. We'll Buccaneers, go that one. 35, Steelers, 21. Simple I'm as that. also
3: going to go Tampa but it's going to be a Leonard Fournette show. You know, Ooh. Tom Brady might be splitting from his wife, but he's not splitting from the relationship with his running back. Oh, so you're going to see a pretty snow. big – I mean, Leonard Fournette's been playing pretty solid in fantasy these past couple of weeks. He's been playing really well, and I think Tom just knows to give it to him. He can do both. He can receive. He can pass. It's going to be a big game. I think you might see a little bit from Mike Evans, but it's going to mostly be uh, the Tom Brady and Leonard Fournette show. Move oh. over, move over, Giselle. Leonard's stepping in. <laughs> Lenny. Lenny's stepping in. <laughs> Lenny's 30- stepping in. No, twenty-eight to twenty-eight to ten.
2: Okay. Next game, Carolina going to SoFi to play the Rams on the road. Four o'clock game start this Sofa. late. Joe, you like the Panthers with Steve Wilkes <sighs> under the hell?
3: I wanna say the Rams. I really do. Oh my. But the way Stafford's been playing lately, and he just doesn't pass anybody else other than Cup, and they don't have, you know, Whitworth not being there, it's very very detrimental to their offensive line to have Whitworth there. And with him there, you've seen the differences. But Carolina, you know, coaching troubles. You have Baker. That's already just a red flag anyways. As much as it pains me to say I'm going to say Carolina. They're going to be 2-4 and four after this week. Wow. Uh, Carolina's going to win this one. Low scoring, I'd say. I don't know. 20. No, not even that. 17-14. to 14.
2: Whoa, okay. Joe, you got guts. And I love that. I unfortunately don't have... Uh, I don't have as much guts as you. I'm gonna go with the Rams. I think they gotta figure it out this week. This is like a game that we saw with Detroit against New England last week. You gotta get it together or it's over, right? Two and four. Going your first six games against their slate—that's trash. So I think this is a big game for the Rams defense. I think they score a couple turnovers, uh, or score off of a couple turnovers, uh, and I think they're gonna roll this one. I'm gonna say the final, and this one ends up 30 to 17. The Rams take it over. If the, the Rams win this
3: one, it's gonna be because of their defense, not because of their offense.
2: I think so too. I think defense is what needs to help their offense, much like Ferris. See, yeah, hey. 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 yeah, yeah. Turn defense to offense. It makes sense. Run the next. <laughs> One cardinals at Seattle Lumen Field. This might be closer than you think, Joe.
3: I, if you said last week that these two teams are playing, I would have said Cardinals all the way. But Geno Smith is just an automatic, just machine, like he's not really making a lot of mistakes. Now that I say that, I'm going to give him the curse and he's going to throw like two interceptions or something like that. But I think he's going to step up and play pretty well. He does have JJ Watt coming at him, but I think they'll be able to play pretty well. Rashad Penny is out, so see a lot more uh implementation with Lockett and uh. Metcalf, as well as you'll probably see Kenneth Walker have a breakout if you want to play him in your fantasy. You might see him get you know, 15, 20 points. You'll see. But I'm going to go for it. Seattle. Seattle's going to win this one, 25-17. I
2: like it. Joe, sometimes we're just on the same wavelength. I'm going to go with Seattle, too. It might be personal because Arizona didn't fulfill my upset pick last week, so it might be a little biased there. But I think there's two reasons why they win. One, they play phenomenally offensively at home. Yes. Two. Arizona's offense has been dysfunctional. Yes. And until that changes, I don't trust them. They might yeah. win this game and they yeah, might D-hops, squeak it up. This is the
3: last game before d House back, right? Yes.
2: So I think this is a game that Arizona has to win, uh, but I think that Seattle's somehow going to shock gonna. the world uh, and turn their much-improved defense in probably over-average everything. They're just good enough at everything that they're good. So yeah. Seattle becomes 3-3 three and three score? somehow. 17-14. Right. Give it to a low <laughs> score. Yeah, that makes fight. sense, that I makes think sense. We're even I think this could be a Arizona wins fourteen ten and people are still calling for Cliff Kingsbury's head to be <laughs> yeah, honest, probably yes, anyway, final Four o'clock game, arguably the game of the week why I don't know this. why
3: you didn't put that on Thursday tonight,
2: uh, Kansas hey, City hosting Buffalo.
3: Roger, if you want to grow the game, just toss out, you know, primetime Commander's Bears. Rog. You know, yeah, Rog. <laughs> Come Raj. on, Raj. Dude, Okay, here's the other thing. Okay, Big I, Raj. Think I said this on our fantasy podcast.
2: Which you should subscribe Why to, by the way. Why would you not?
3: Exactly. Why would you not have these two teams play in London? You want to grow the game? Have these two teams play. Because mm. you're going to see a crazy game between the two. You're going to see it's going to be a repeat. It's going to be the same thing. It's going to be as electric as the playoff game between these two guys were. or These two teams. I don't know why you want to play. Regardless, Bills are going to win this one, 41-38. to 38.
2: Okay. So, someone's going to win on a field goal. Yeah. This is a game that I marked down. It's such a coin flip that literally in my notes it says, pick whatever team Joe does not pick. So, I'm going to go with the <laughs> Chiefs I want the Bills the mainly because I have Josh Allen on my fan. I do. I like. I think the Bills are the best team in football. I think the Chiefs are going to find a way to sneak out. Um, at? If they – the, Oh, they're at
3: – Right? Arrowhead I
2: know, that's what I'm saying Like It's just enough 50-50 Because I'd pick the Bills by well, they 10 at Arrowhead
3: last for the playoffs, right?
2: Uh, yes, they were, I believe I think Josh Allen's going to win this one I, I think, think that Patrick Mahomes factor. is going to win this one ah, It's going to be a good game, though I'm really looking forward to watching this game Because I'm definitely turning it on What is uh, the score? 42-35 to 42-35 to 34. What is the final score nice. of that game? Speaking of London. Anyway, uh, Dallas, Philadelphia, Sunday night who's, football. This who's is? playing in
3: down, oh, London this week? Nobody?
2: Uh, I don't think anybody, actually.
3: Oh, well. Yeah, nobody. Hate to be a Brit this week, eh?
2: Hey, I guess Tough you're just life. watching the other football. America's
3: team now, Cowboys. Yeah, yeah Cowboys. All uh, the NFC least. This might be, anymore.
2: I don't know. I'm scared, Joe. The Eagles got to lose at some point, right?
3: Yeah, but it ain't going to be this week. No? I don't think so. Cooper Rush is going to... Finally gets first loss to the start. Eagles defense is too good. Uh, Jalen Hurts has just been killing it lately. And, you know, you got Devontae Smith. Like, the guy is just crazy. Yeah. I I don't know. Dallas just seems like a team that they're just kind of holding on to the last, like, little bit of just whatever Cooper Rush can give them until Dak can come back. And I don't think Dallas is going to be able to hold it out, especially being at Philadelphia. You're going to have a pretty hostile crowd, and I don't think Cooper Rush is going to be able to do really too much with what he's been given. So yeah. we'll see. Philadelphia is going to win this one. I'm trying to see a score that I haven't said yet. Uh, 21 to 17. Okay,
2: there you go. I'm scared, not going to lie. This is a trap game. I feel like Dallas might win this one, um, but I think Philadelphia's defense – is one of the most underrated in football. Um, their it's offense the is great, um, but I think their defense is even that good. And That's Dallas really the reason why they're five and yeah. Like they're they're fantastic. So I'm gonna I'm gonna roll them. I'm gonna Respect. I'm gonna wolf with them I Welcome guess. To my side. Yeah, I'm gonna join Joe, I guess. Uh final score that I haven't picked, I believe thirty four to twenty four is still on the board. So I'll take that one in this high scoring so game point, apparently.
3: Ten point difference.
2: Final game Joe, this is a fun one <laughs> Guess who's back, NFL's baby? Just treating us
3: with these primetime games. I know, right? right? Look at right, this. Th- who wouldn't want to watch the Broncos at
2: the Chargers? the mediocre Chargers against the Let's ride into oblivion Denver let's Broncos. Let's ride into
3: a Let's ride into no touchdowns and a twelve to nine win <laughs> Broncos.
2: Speaking of that, give me the Broncos eighteen to fifteen. No, I'm just kidding. Dude, imagine. I can't. Oh I I gotta pick the Chargers in this game. There's no way. If it, it, this is it, though. They will win now that I pick against them. That is true. I have something with NFC true. West. Whenever I don't pick their teams, they win. It I happened with understand. the Raiders. I just don't it Happened with the Broncos.
3: You have a clear. You have a clear. What am I to do? Clear solution. Russell Wilson. Throw it to Jerry Judy. That's all. <laughs> and Cortland Sutton. Just throw, throw the it ball to, to a player
2: that is a registered WR you ha- in- hey, on your roster. If, if you
3: don't want to throw it, give it off to Melvin Gordon. Why are you going? Th- Three and out almost every time. Yeah, last game their last game was what seven? Was it like eleven or twelve possessions where it just went three and out each time? No first downs between the two. That's insane. That's ridiculous. And they lose to the Colts, of course. I mean, it's just oh, I've never seen so many threes on a score sheet before. Oof. That's insane to me. Yeah, terrible performances. But if you're starting. One of these people on the Broncos expect not a big performance in fantasy because they're just doing terrible. But I'm going to go Chargers. Medio- Mediocrity is going to get the best of Denver. They're actually going to score a touchdown, though. Uh, it's going to be like 21.
2: No, 25 to 25 to 12. Ooh, interesting. I don't actually have confidence they score a touchdown. You don't? Ready for this? 23 to 15. Chargers beat the Broncos. And the Broncos... Will either score a touchdown and then have to go for two, or they kick five field goals? There's no in between with they his really, team. Here's the Herbert's thing. gonna have a big game. I think he's gonna he's gonna Den- shred. Know this good defense gonna do? Secondary. You know
3: what Denver's gonna do? They're gonna score on like their first. They're gonna score a touchdown. It's gonna go to Cortland Sutton. Their first touchdown. I like first, that. First drive of the game. I like that. They're gonna score. They're not gonna get the field goal. Then they're gonna kick two field goals. Are they gonna kick three?
2: Three more field three, goals. Three four more field goals. Five more to to field goals. It's just all field goals.
3: They're going to get six points in the first quarter, go scoreless in the second, three and three, lose the game.
2: Duh. Gross. Anyway, those are our picks. We'll see you next week to see how we do. Hopefully that I can even this series up at three apiece, but... Joe's pretty confident yeah, over there. Yeah, three it's to two for down. me so far, so I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I know it. you keep mentioning that. I know what I you're doing. I, do really. I know what you're doing, so uh, make sure you enjoy this weekend. Lots of great football on deck. Great weekend. If you're going to be on the Ferris State campus, get out to Anchorbone. Yes, what are sir? you doing?
3: And then come out and see the hockey team play Canisius. It's oh, going to yeah. be a fantastic weekend. Starting Friday, you better be showing up. You better be getting going. It's GB Hate Week, everybody, and we're almost over. And that's not the greatest thing, because I love GV Hate Week. I love Anchor Bone. Yeah. Cannot wait for it. It's going to be a blast. See you guys at Top Taggart. Rock the top. Yeah. Absolutely. Take care, everybody.